0: Benton Harbor, Michigan is a unique place that is home to less than 10,000 people with the hearts of one million. From the outside looking in, there's a strong emphasis on place, the location on the lake and easy access to I-94. But this series focuses on the people and their view of leadership, influence, and power and how it impacts the 49022. So welcome to our special series of the Please Do Podcast, surrounding stories of the Ben Harbor community. Today, we're talking with Larry, and Larry is one of our researchers that has, over the few like, past few months, has been going out into our community and collecting stories around these three topics. So welcome, Larry.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: <laughs> so, um, Larry, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I can actually talk about you on and on and on, because I literally feel like I've known you half of my life.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is Larry Carter. Um, I'm uh, born and raised in Ben Harbor, Michigan. Went to Ben Harbor High School. Um, I went away for about eight years to Muskegon, Michigan, and I, I've been back here since 2012. And um, I just really wanted to be a part of this, um, this research. I, I just really care about the community, you know, the future of the community, you know, and a lot of times we stay stuck in the past, but it's time to move forward. So I just really wanted to see where the people was at. Um, I was working, I was working for um, a company called Barron Research, And a lot of people would talk to me about like, even like substitutes coming into school. Oh, man, I don't put. Ben Harbor down. I took my name off the Ben Harbor list. And I'm like, oh, man, it ain't that bad. I always take up for the community. But the more the more I start working with some of the youth. It was worse than the people said it was. So it was like it was an eye opener. So I wanted to be able to get these stories and see how we can start to make change.
0: Now, before we get into the stories that you collected, um, because listen. Between Larry and I, I think we have been harvested of like, he knows everybody, (laughs) he knows everybody, (laughs) but, (laughs) but he uses his influence in so many different ways, um, I mean, Larry, since I've known him, he's been a singer and he's even um, doing a lot of that right now, which I'm just, you know, of course, that's another episode or whatever. But (laughs) I just really think it's cool that he even decided to be a part of this project with all of us as far as collecting these stories, because he's so passionate about, like he said, he's passionate about this community and even working with youth. And I know that even over this past summer, I know you were a volunteer Working with a lot of young people in this community, but even this summer during COVID, you were a part of a special group of teenagers that were able to sit in a room, social distance, of course, and tell a few of their stories. So, can you tell me how that impact was for you? Because that's even like leading into almost the teen influence in the city.
1: Um, it was a cool experience. Uh, we had children from from different high schools. Um, they were all been Harbor residents, but we have one from. We had like Ben Harbor. We had St. Joe. We had Barron Springs. So it it was interesting to get those different point of views and how how the school life, how the school body was, how the staff was. It was a really interesting uh, piece that we did. um, And I was glad to be a part of that as well. Just to see where our young people, young people were and how they felt about certain topics that we discussed.
0: So what were some of those topics or even any stories that you even remember
1: from that? From um, sessions. One that stuck out was a, a young lady and when she talked about uh, black history um, and she talked about how she pushed for having a black history program. They had never had one at her high school which was um, Berrien Springs and she, but she's a Ben Harbor resident and she said she really pushed for a, a, a black history program because that's something that they didn't have. That's something that they, they weren't really taught. They would not re- really spending a lot of time on in her school. So I think that was big for her to use her voice and actually push that. And hopefully they'll continue it. Now she's gone and she was a singer. So hopefully they continue that uh, going on and going forward.
0: Why do you think that it's so important that we even um, continue to build those relationships with those young people? Cause even during those sessions, um, they stated, you wanna hear our opinion? Like you really wanna hear from us? Um, now more than ever, do you think that it's important to really have those relationships with young people? Or should we even start sooner
1: than them being in high school? Um, I think it was a great thing to do because a lot of times the young people don't feel like they have a voice. But um, we actually gave them a voice, gave them a platform to, to speak on topics that they wanted to speak on. But I think it would be maybe a better idea to even start younger because like I said, the ones we had, they were all seniors, I believe. Mm-hmm. So even if we were maybe maybe junior, even earliest as junior high, just getting. I, th- I think the kids are more advanced than like I can say, say me or you was back when we were when we were um, in middle school. The world just more advanced. You know, there's a lot more out there. The social media, the different things. So I just think it's um, maybe junior high starting these kind of Um Maybe not all the same conversations, but just giving the youth an outlet to get their voice and let their voice be heard out.
0: So we're gonna hop into your stories in just a second, and um, especially with working with young people and people knowing that you work with young people, did any of your conversations even did you all bring up about how different influences from even different people in the city has impacted these young people?
1: Um. Yeah. Um. My in my interviews. Um. It wasn't shocking, and I kind of was thinking thinking the same thing. a lot when you think of influence, a lot of people think just they think youth. They they don't think that adults can be influenced, which is you know not true. We can be influenced as well. But it went on a lot of things so as far as the youth are being influenced by social media, or maybe the the people that's involved in illegal activity. You know, as maybe drug dealers, um, a lot of scamming went on this, um, <laughs> a lot of scamming went on this summer. So it was, um, it was interesting to hear the point of views. but it was more on the youth not having a lot of positive influence, mm-hmm. you know, because you got, it's almost like the blind leading the blind, you know, um, a lot of times now you're looking at more the youth and the, the youth movement, they're influencing the older folks, which is backwards to me. So it's um it's an interesting topic like I say I, I really wanted to get the people's point of views but I think um yeah the, the, the youth are leading the older folks more than the older folks are leading the youth which is a problem.
0: <laughs> so let's start with uh Shiana's story. Why did you decide to interview Shiana?
1: Um uh, I just thought she'd be cool to interview cuz she's she's really blunt. <laughs> she likes to um she said it was on her mind. And I just wanted to get some truth. And I know she always going to speak her truth. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people were scared to do this interview because they didn't, you know, what should I say? How should I say it? Mm-hmm. I didn't want that type of person. I wanted that person that was going to give me what they wanted to say. Didn't care who heard it. Didn't care about, but it was them. It was their honest opinion about what's going on in the city of Ben Harbor, which is what I really thought we needed for this project.
0: hmm that's so true. Cause even it was some, it was some interviews. Once we hit stop, it was like then they turned it on. It's like, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is what I needed recorded. So I'm like, can I write this down? Because it was, it was almost like I have to give you the right answer. It's like, no, I want your honest opinion of how some things, if you want to see change, how do you how does that look to you? So even with talking with Shiana about influence, what was your takeaway from that? Like, what did she have to say?
1: Um, she talked about how um, just the negative influence on the youth. You know, people glorifying the illegal activity again. You know, um, which which a lot of my interviews revert back to that. Um, the illegal activities going on in the city. You know, the um, the drug dealers. You know, the Expensive cars, the nice dressing, you know, but our youth need to see more people involved in those type of things. But, you know, the positive way, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, me, for instance, working at the teen center, once COVID is up, I want to get more, more positive black men coming in. That's successful. You know, that doesn't sell drugs. That's really, that's really, um, really, um, and just so community, but they go they go under the radar because they're not out in the streets. They're not, you know, maybe not so popular, or maybe they just they're not doing illegal activity, which is which is strange.
2: Mm-hmm. I think we
1: glorify a lot of the wrong things here in Ben Harbor. You know, we we, uh, we give props to a lot of the wrong things, the, the illegal things, and the negative things instead of highlighting the bright spots in Ben Harbor because there are some great people here in Ben Harbor doing great things.
0: And I think the also the narrative of um or the stories surrounding those that once were doing illegal activities or doing um I guess some not so positive things, but now they've kind of turned it around and it's like, "No, don't be me, don't do what I did." like those stories I don't think those stories are highlighted either.
1: no no they're not. You know, because you know it and it, it's sad, it's just like so to me, I can post I got this saying I say I always say live in peace. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people crack jokes, you know, they you know, but it's, it's live in peace because it's in this community we hear so much rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. You know, someone mm-hmm. else passed away, which is a sad occasion. So I just wanted to people while we living on this earth just to live in peace, you know, but People, people don't really gravitate towards that. They they, they gravitate more towards the the drama post. You know, if I put something up and I don't intend it to be drama because I'm not a drama <laughs> guy, but, you know, it might be a little edgy or something. You know, that's when they get all the traffic. Yeah. You know, pe- people love drama. And it's like, it just don't make sense. They love negativity. You know, positive things in Ben Harbor don't just, just don't get glorified. Yeah. you know, And it's just it's sickening. You know, I, I don't know it not just happened in Ben Harbor, but this is the community that, that I care about. So I follow it. You know, so it's just like, oh, here we go. Another, here go another one. Here go another one. Like you see that, you see that on social media. It's always, it's always something negative. So I, I love to highlight the positive that we got. So even with the interviews, a lot of them was talking about, you know, a lot of the negative, you know, and mm-hmm. but we do get positive. But everybody's stuck in the, the negative mind state.
0: So let's hear from Shiana because she talks about influence and she even gives, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm just blown away by how, and I'm going to say it this way, how resourceful my Ben Harbor people have been to get money during this time. So Shiana talks a little bit about, um... I guess the activity that has been of influence even during over the past, what, nine months. So let's hear from her.
3: But again, I think that you are influenced by what you see and um, what's on social media and all of that. And I see a lot of people, again, glorifying people who are not really doing what they should be doing or doing it the correct way mm-hmm. to grow. They kind of glorify people who are into things that are illegal and they kind of put them on a pedestal, which makes, you know, bad because the young people see that and they want to replicate that instead of working hard and doing it the right way.
1: Okay. I didn't agree with that. Like I see on social media all the time where you got the uh, relationship goals and it might be some materialistic type of thing. That's a lot of people as far as a car or you just see this rapper with this girl.
3: Like even like I was having a conversation with somebody and they was just talking about how people is doing that um, the scheme with the government for the loan. Mm -hmm. And they like this girl bought two cars and (laughs) these cars so nice and she doing it, and I'm like, but if she can go to prison for a long time. Yeah.
1: Why is that? You know, why would we be like, oh, oh yeah, her car is nice, exactly, and uh-huh.
3: she stole money. I see a lot
1: of that too. Glorifying that's, the crew. life. Crazy to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> kind of stuff. sad, actually. It's sad. I hate it. <laughs> hey, now, like, that was real. Yeah. RJ, like, it's it's like real, <laughs> but, and, and that's why I interviewed her, because like I said, she going to keep it real like people. And that's how people doing like, hey, she doing it. She big doing it. I like say she can actually go to jail for that scam. <laughs> mm-hmm. But people people's glorifying it. You know, it's just. We got it, it's the mindset, you know, we got to change our mind, way of thinking here in Ben Harbor. You know, we, we got to change it, you know, but right now it's just I don't know where we start. You know, that, that's, that's why we're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. I hope we can find a solution. You yeah. know, we're getting out in the community. Cause it's just like, yeah, that was that's what it is, you know, and that's what like I said, that's what we're glorifying.
0: I just love her. <laughs> Cause even when I see her, I'm like, I know she's gonna keep it real. I just I know it, and there's no filter, and I'm just like, I no love, I love the no filters. I really do, yeah. I really, really do. Um Yeah, (laughs) because even I I listened to it again on my way here, and I said, This child, we need more people like her stepping up or even giving her platforms such as this to tell those stories, to voice those opinions, and Mm -hmm. how she or he or whomever wants to see change. So, Shiana, I know she talks about leadership.
2: Mm
0: and what that looks like and how that impacts the 49022. What was that conversation like before we hear from her?
1: Um, She kind of just talked about different things in the community uh, again. And she was saying how some leaders, some of our leaders, you know, keep the wrong company or be around the wrong company, you know. But as I stated in the interview, you know, so does that mean, because <coughs> you're in a leadership role, you can't do certain things, you know, and, and when I kind of thought about it, maybe you can't, you know, because like me, like me being uh, um, a leader, I feel like at the team center, you know, it was certain things that I felt like I couldn't do anymore. Mm-hmm. And not not saying I'm involved in illegal activity. Let me get yeah. that straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just certain things and certain ways that I couldn't carry myself because I know a lot of the guys were looking at me, you know, mm-hmm. so. I kind of felt her a little later. But in the beginning, I was like, well, what you mean? We can't keep continuing living our lives, so we're in a leadership role. But you know, you think about it, it's just certain things that maybe you can't be, can't be in stuff you can't be at. You know, um, like um, I remember, like when, when church, they were like, uh, you shouldn't be at liquor stores. You should, you know, you should go to Walgreens instead of Slawson's, you know, because you know what I mean? But that's a little deep, a little deeper than what we're talking about. But yeah, there's that, just, in life, you know, sometimes you gotta change some of the things that you do and some of the people that you be around. Even far, sometimes even family. You you know, like if for a quick example, if if you're a drinker, you know, you shouldn't be going to these social get ga- and you're recovering from drinking. You're not drinking anymore. Maybe you shouldn't go to the the gathering where you know all your family likes to drink a lot. You know, you can't maybe you can't handle it. So that's that's why sometimes it's that you shouldn't be around these type of situations. But yeah, yeah.
0: So even when, I think she mentioned a little bit about putting certain people on a pedestal or yeah, something like that. But when you mentioned um, not doing this or not doing that, or, and I know we've even talked about it when it comes to leadership or people get certain roles. It's like, they, they can also look at you like, like, oh, you still doing that? Instead of encouraging you to change, they're, they're also looking down at you as well. But that might be a different conversation for another day too, because I know we have talked about that. Um, people being transparent enough to tell those stories of of overcoming, but also not looking down upon someone because it's like, I changed, but you
1: haven't. Mm-hmm. It, and and that's, that's a big thing going on in the community. Mm-hmm. Like you say, I, I can talk about that, but I can say maybe that's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: so it's almost like that was a teaser. They're like, what are they really talking about? What are they really talking about? Um, yeah, so let's hear from Shiana because I know she got something to say.
1: Do you believe it's a lot of pressure to be in a leadership role in this community? So I think there is a lot
3: of... I guess it's a lot of pressure to be somebody. So I wouldn't necessarily say there's a lot of pressure to be a leader, but to be somebody like I see a lot of people that want to be, I guess, essentially a leader because they want the attention or they want the people to look at them or, you know, they want their name out there, but yeah. not really for the right reason. Yeah.
1: And me, I, I thought about that, too. Um, in another interview, I had like being the pressure of being a leadership role, I don't think it's pressure because you being a leader, you know it's come with pressure. You know the lights are on, oh you know the spotlight is on. You know, I always use an example because a lot of people talk about leadership being the pastors. Oh.
2: And, and, I, and I disagree
1: too. Mm-hmm. But I always see people talking about leaders being pastors. And, you know, but like I tell people all the time, I think it's even pressure with that because the spotlight is always on them. Mm-hmm. You know, people forgetting that they're human or they make a mistake, right. or they do this,
0: they do that. I even have a few stories of my own, especially when it comes to like leadership and being transparent and even holding others around you accountable. So, yeah, what was your takeaway from what Shana had to say about leadership, especially in our government?
1: Um, to some points, I, I agree, and then at some points, I Kind of disagree. Like I said, a lot of people they human, and like I said, but sometimes I think we can get too involved with some people. Like I was saying earlier, sometimes you just have to distance yourself from some some people that you um were accustomed to being around before. You know, cause it, it gives a bad look for you. But then sometimes when you're in leadership, you um you don't really care about some of that stuff. You know, you just keep on living, doing your life. But um. I think sometimes we just have to we just have to distance ourselves. And I know it's easier said than done. But um, like for instance, when she brought up the mayor, I like I like the fact that he's involved in a lot of different things in the community. Um, when people see him with certain people, their eyes get big. Oh, what is he doing with such and such? Or what is he doing with such and such? You know, such and such live in this community. Such and such is from Ben Harbor. You know, we, we can't treat just because he's not a, a CEO or just because he's not the a, a teacher at the high school or he a, on the police department or a commissioner, people just stay away from these people. So I think um you should treat everybody the same. You know, you should treat everybody accordingly, but um we can't look down on the people that's not in leadership roles, you know. Just we just shy away from them, we stay away from them. So, but then again. I understand what she came, what she was coming from. So it's, it's a lot of It's a lot of different opinions on that, uh, on that uh topic, actually, you know, and like I said, with some, and sometimes you got to show, you got to be tough. You got to be stronger to lead and show like, okay, all money, not good money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but we, in this community, money is money. And I'm going to, I'm going to get that money by any means necessary. So like I said, they, it's, it, it's tough, you know it, it's it's tough being in a um, in the city of you know a black predominantly black community you know it's a lot of, um and that's why again I say you know I think leadership can be tough, but um mm-hmm. when you when, when you come into leadership, you know what it come with you know Man. like you're not you're not fifty years old not knowing what what's about to come with it, especially being in ben Harbor, if you've been here your whole life, you know coming with some some backlash. Rather good or bad everybody not going to be for you and you got to understand that everybody not going to with um, your tactics or thing that you want to do they got to understand that everybody didn't agree with that percent took it out for that the taxes took it out yeah. but it's been some positive come from it you know and i don't now that it's been in place i don't think we even notice that little cent yeah. that little percentage out of their check so someone you got to take the good with the bad you know everything you're going to do everything right you're not going to be able to please everybody yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's something that people got to understand in being in leadership.
3: Um,
0: so, okay. So let me go back to what my original point was of when it comes to leadership and, and being transparent and a different level of accountability. It's, I was saying, I don't think we see a whole lot of that as far as someone actually saying, as a leader this is where i was and this is where i am like really given that and I, I mean they don't really have to but it also it helps us to give a connection so for instance i can't tell you the last time i've been to a revival cannot tell you before i mean even as an adult like of course as a little kid you had to go but as an adult i don't i couldn't re- remember the last time until last year. And so I went to one at pastor McAfee's church and he had different pastors from different, um, I guess basically areas of the country. And one of them got on there and was like, I was a pastor in the church. I would preach it down on a Sunday by Sunday evening. I was drunk, drunk. Like my friends knew I would call them drunk. He said, you know, they they talking to me. They're trying to pray for me. But I had to really realize that I had an issue. I had a problem and I needed help. Like who, like, I don't know if anybody else saying like, oh no. Or I know even other, few other pastors, even in this area have, st- have stood up and said, I had a sex addiction. This is what I did. This is how I've overcome. And I feel like a lot of our leaders do not do that. They don't. It's like when you are in leadership, there's going to be some certain things that may come up about you or that you probably feel like you need to address or just don't address or whatever. But I feel like even being in this small community, people are going to talk. They're going to talk. And it's almost like, why don't you address it before anybody else does? Because you're going to continue to get those People that is just like, well, I mean, he hanging out with the drug dealers or they hanging out with the drug dealers or they're they're actually allowing the kids to do this and that and other without knowing what's really going on behind the scenes. So I just feel like it just needs to be a whole nother level of transparency when it comes to leadership. And that's my two cents. Okay, I
1: I can dig that. I can dig that. Hey, and this. (laughs) Hey, shout out to Healthy Harbor. Hey, yeah. there's, uh, there's teasing, there's stuff. <laughs> Healthy Harbor Hel- Healthy Harbor and Ben Harbor on Main Street. Check them out.
0: <laughs> we slurping on shakes and teas, like giving us a good little boost this morning. <laughs> a yes, good yes. little boost. Um, so did Shiana talk about power at all?
3: In particular. No one person inspires me in particular, but I think like people who do things behind the scenes mm. inspire me. Like people who you really don't know that they're doing stuff, but they're making strides for the community or they're making strides for the young people. Um, Like really working behind the scenes. Like just for example, like people that work at the Boys and Girls Club, mm. working with the kids, Giving them like good direction, positive direction. That's inspiring. People that do different, you know, community. They clean up the highways and roads. That's inspiring. We might not know their name, but they're doing those things to better the community.
2: Okay. Children
3: are the
1: future. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now with that, you know, I I love that answer because you know again and and Ben Harbor is always like everybody want to be seen
2: mm-hmm. everybody
1: want to you know they want to put on Facebook like I help I help donate such and such turkey, like Thanksgiving I mean Chris Thanksgiving oh I donated 15 turkey dinners that's great but um once you gave them out they always feel like they got to broadcast it you know did did you do it for the likes Put on social media, or was it just done out of your heart? Like, I'm that type of person where if I do something for you, that's it. I done it. You know, if somebody find out about dinner for you, they told you. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to put out,
1: I, I gave out 15 turkey dinners. I'm not going to put out, hey, I did this, I did, or I helped clean the highway, I helped clean the street. I feel like that kind of stuff is unnecessary to put up, you know, you know, because um, then it seemed like you just doing it for people to. People to like what you did or get some likes on Facebook if you really done out the kindness of your heart. And I like guess it's, it's, it's a lot of hey, do you see me going on here in Ben Harbor instead of just doing stuff out of your heart nowadays as well. So I kind of agree with what she was saying with that. And um, that's that's a good thing. To- um,
0: but no, the difference of because we use social media to get that information out there. So if someone is actually giving away The baskets or the food pantry that's totally different from someone saying, like, I decided to write this check to such and such, such and such. And they're going to do this. And it's all because of me. Like, that's two totally different things, you know, like it's because I know that there's there's people or organizations or churches that constantly give back that constantly yeah. they have like their even their their flock put out there on their social media platforms like hey mm-hmm. this is what we're doing sign up come come here because I mean I'm, I'm going by even what I saw this year and what I've seen in previous years this is where you come and pick it up we'll do that for you but there's a definite difference between the I I'm taking a picture of um I'm writing a check to make sure that what you call it, got shoes and we're gonna make sure we buy them 10 dinners and now I gotta mm-hmm. take a picture with these people holding these 10 dinners. So that I think those two totally different things, but I just wanted to make that point too. But
1: oh yeah, just like if I put up some shoes, if I put up some shoes, hey, I got these shoes inside eight, size eight, I wanna donate. You know, somebody inbox it's just inboxing. Somebody inbox, they want the shoe, I give them the shoes, you know. But you got the people that won't they won't just stop at that. When they get the shoes to the person, they want to take a picture with the shoes in the person. No, the person needed those shoes. They don't need everybody to you know who got them, who needed them. It's done now. Yeah. You know? And that's the kind yeah. of stuff I'm kind of uh talking about. Right, right. It's done now. You know.
0: <laughs> let's hear from Shadow when she's talking about power.
1: <laughs> All right, let's see what she's talking about. Power and influence look like in this community. What power and influence look like in this community? Mm-hmm.
3: But I think power and influence really does look like popularity. I think that yeah, if you're popular, you can be it. You it. You it to the community. And it does not matter. What does it mean? Um, you're the leader.
1: You're the leader. You're the leader.
3: Like you don't. I mean, it could be. You could be popular for anything. Yeah. And be in that, you could just drag that on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, you could be a basketball, you was a star basketball player in high school in the 90s. And you the man still today. You ain't did nothing for your community. You ain't did nothing to help nobody. But just because you played basketball in the 90s, you the man. You
1: stopped it. Yeah. That's just a- <laughs> You damage, mm-hmm. you damage people's lives. You mm-hmm. damage some people's people. family. You damage, you know, you help, you help, you, you yeah, contribute to kill killing people. people. Mm-hmm. But then I still hear people, because they're popular. They
3: popular.
1: Free, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, free them out. The, but he done wrong. He killed somebody. Kill he He's so dope, kill, but kill it's free, mom, free them because he's popular. You know, free them all. You know, I'm a, a guy on Facebook, he always say, free all the ones that did it. Yeah. It's a guy on Facebook that <laughs> says that. And he says that as a joke, because so many people in the community just Gravitating, they they um they support that life. You they know? really do. They really support that life in this community, which which is a sad case. Uh-huh. Are power and leadership and influence the same in this community, and and are they interrelated?
3: Um. So power is for the whole of the community. It's gonna be power lays where the money lies. Mm -hmm. So whoever has the biggest (coughs) buck is going to be able to outweigh a lot of
1: things. They employ a lot of people in this community. And um, that would be a lot of people unemployed. Mm -hmm. They were just, okay, we're going to pack up. We're going to move our headquarters to Texas. That would hurt Ben Harbor. You know, whether people know it or not. And I know I talked about the inner city youth, but some of those workers stay in the inner city.
2: Mm-hmm. so i
1: had to kind of think about that myself where you know some of those people some of those people that work here might stay on empire and and broadway so you know maybe they affected in that way because
2: yeah
1: a lot of people think because whirlpools here and per- whirlpools has money it's you know this big corporation they're supposed to save the city yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's up to us to save it yeah you know it, it's up to it's up to us the people to change the city you know we, we put so much on a oh, whirlpool should do this whirlpool should do this what are we doing collectively or uh, individually to affect our community? You know, she she kind of brought me back, you know, because I was kind of on the edge to myself, you know, and a lot of people be on the edge about whirlpool, but I think they're affecting the community more than people think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um that they, they affect some politics,
2: they yeah. affect
1: the politics whether people know it or not. Um whether we want to work with Whirlpool or not in politics, I think sometimes we just have to bite the bullet and we have to. Yeah. Because um, we need them, kind of. You know, I ain't gonna say we just gotta have them, but we need them more than we think. You know, what I mean, because that's that's a big cash cow here in the city of Ben Harbor, You know, whether we want to go with it or not, it's the truth.
0: I mean, it's it's really as far as power and who has the money is the healthcare system and whirlpool. Yep, because automotive is really a thing of the past. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. You know,
0: that was why a lot of our people moved to this area was to work for the automotive field. But um bring
1: bring back the factories, Whirlpool. Bring back the factories. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, a, lot, a, a lot of people and like in the 80s, maybe the late 70s, the 80s, not sure exactly the time period. But a lot of African-Americans, they did well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Saying now with our kids, you know college not for everybody, you know, maybe you know, get find a trade, you know, but Whirlpool was a place when they had the factories here where you can you can go get that job and make good money, take care of your family, you know. My father worked for Whirlpool factory, my grandmother who's 88 years old right now, she worked at the factory. My uncle worked at the factory. Uh my aunt worked at the factory. Like my grandma and all her kids worked at the factory of Whirlpool, you know. And that um when they took that factory, you know, a lot of those folks, uh, a lot of people took a hard hit mm-hmm. in the community. You know, that's when the, the drugs hit hard back in the 80s. The The, the crack epidemic uh, was big in this community. And um, it's been going downhill ever, almost ever since. You know, it, it get worse and worse. So I just think um, we need more jobs here. We need... Um, like I say, Whirlpool. I'm gonna say it again. Bring back the factory. <laughs> if you hear this, bring back the factory. <laughs> um, it, it was just a, good, it was just a good thing here in Ben Harbor, and they made good money. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's um, it's a lot of difference in opinions of, about Whirlpool and and about and about Spectrum, but about mm-hmm. but um, I think without either one, it would be even worse in the community. So, what was Which? your big? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh,
0: you go. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway um, with your conversation with Shiana? Like what was a lot of your aha moments? Or yeah, what was your biggest takeaway?
1: Um, just how just how we gotta be, we as people gotta be more accountable. You know, um, we glorify a lot of the wrong things, you know. Um, and it's it gotta stop. You know, like I said again. Our mindset has to change. You know, um, we're glorifying all the illegal activity, you know, it it's not right. And, that, and that's what we instilling in our young people. You know, we gotta take back the streets. You know, we the, the older people. You know, if the, if the young people have nothing to follow, we leave, we're leaving them to follow the, the rappers. Or, you know, and we always talk about rappers and the, the gangster rappers then, but they children don't go to inner city schools. They don't go to a Ben Harbor High School type of school, they go to private school. You know, a a lot of our kids don't know that. But I didn't know that as a young kid either. But, you know, as I'm older now, you know, I do a little reading. They go into the private schools. They're not inner city kids. They live in Beverly Hills, going to private schools. But our kids listen to the rap and the trap. That's what they want to do. Because they think that's how they got. No, they got that. They got that that, that car. They got that from hard work. Hard work, whether it's rapping or whether it's social media, whatever they on, it, It got it from hard work. You know, they dedicated to their craft. So we want to we want to change that narrative, and just having our kids have their own mind, have their own mindset, and just do positive, be positive. You know, you don't gotta follow. It's alright to listen to the music, but it, it and realize it's not real. You know, it's not real. It's for it's entertainment purposes. It's almost just like a movie. You know, Ice Cube, but you see them in you see them in um Boys in the Hood you know he's he not living like that no it's, it's a movie you know just like it's entertainment music is entertainment we need our we need our young people to start seeing that for just what it is and try to do better and better themselves and have that that better mindset to do better things you know to help this
3: because
1: like a, a lot of our young people now are they're tearing down you know we having a lot of shootings around here young folks You know, they're hearing it in the music. You know, they might hear the Chicago rapper, the Detroit rapper. And I'm not putting nothing against those rappers, but it's entertainment. It's entertainment. So we got to figure out how we're gonna get these kids back. You know, how we're gonna get jobs back in this community. You know, how we gonna how we just gonna better this community going forward? We can't stay in the same place because it's only gonna get worse and worse if we keep doing the same thing.
0: Okay. So I know, as you've even stated before, we're not going to hear from all the interviews that you did, but I am glad that you were able to sit down with the next person that we're going to talk about because he, as some of us would describe, is a heavy hitter, influencer on social media. He's always got the jokes. He's always got, I mean, it's full of laughs and Sometimes he can be quite serious. Sometimes he can, he can really hit you where it hurts. So what made you <laughs> sit down with, I mean, I can probably already answer this question, but what made you actually sit down with, maybe I should just have you introduce him. Uh, tell, me, tell me about the next person oh, we're talking about. Uh,
1: the, the next person I interviewed, um, his name was Andre. Andre uh, Crenshaw, resident of Ben Harbor, lifelong resident of Ben Harbor. In a few years, he probably, he went off to school at, at, at Baker and Muskegon. But he's just a guy that keeps it real, you mm-hmm. know. He, he keeps it real. Um, and, like, again, on social media, like you say, he's on social media. He cracks the jokes. Mm-hmm. But his jokes get – or, or some of his crazy posts might get the, the looks, the likes. You know? But when he posts that, that positive post, it gets very little, very little <laughs> traction, you know. Like people, people, it's like they run away from positive; they feed into negativity. But me and him just sat down and we talked about, you know, what he thought about how the community is going, and um, just he's he he all around good guy, you know. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk to him. And uh, again, like the young lady we just talked about, he he keep it real, no no um you know, straight shot, you know, mm-hmm. no, no chaser. He going to tell you, you know, what it is and how you feel about it, you know, right or wrong,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so I, um, I enjoyed our conversation about these topics, about the leadership influence in the city of Benarva. He was excited to do the interview.
0: <laughs> so what did he have to say about
1: influence? Um, he talked a lot. He talked quite a bit about, um, How the young men, you know, how we we're so caught up in the materialistic things and we go out. We want to be the drug dealers. We want to go to get the nice car. We want to dress fly, you know, um, because that's what the women go for, you know. And I was like, man, you know, it's just strange, you know, like women get guys play because they got a nice car. He might be broke, but he got a nice car. You know, he might be. He might just, he might got $35 in his pocket, but he's sharp. So the women might go for that guy. He's popular. That's how you get, again, I got a lot of the same answers from a lot of interview people because a lot of people feel the same way about what's influencing our community. You know, or she got, she got all the, she got all the hair. She do, she, she got all the hair for sale. You know, she's popular. You know, she, um, she got the influence on the younger girl or she do makeup, which is positive which is positive, but.
0: The great thing about when you're talking to friends, sometimes you forget that you're even a part of a podcast because it's just genuine conversation. It's just natural. It's just natural. So that wraps up part one of our conversation with Larry um, around the conversations that he's been having around leadership, influence, and power in his hometown. So you've got to come back next week. I tell y'all that every time you got to come back next week and um, we'll be talking to Larry again um, for this special series of the
2: Please Do Tell podcast, Everyday People of the 49022. We'll see you next time.